Welcome to the Melrose Place podcast, where we rewatch, recap, and analyze every episode of the hit 90s TV series, Melrose Place. I'm Dan. And I'm Jenny. Let's get started. Episode 26, Triumph of the Bill. Air date, March 18th, 1996. Good? Bad? Meh? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Well, let's dig into it, shall we? Starting off at the St. Dennis Club. Which is actually the Biltmore in downtown L.A., Oh, and I did fact. I did a little research, and it looks like that the St. Dennis Club exists in the Dynasty world. Cool. So Melrose kind of ripped it off from them, I think. And it, um, Grant Show is on the Dynasty remake. It all comes back around. Full circle. So Amanda is there looking for Mr. King, and... We are told by, like, the concierge dude that women are not permitted on the premises. Fuck this place. Yeah, it's a gentleman's only club. I'm sorry, ma'am, but no women allowed. So her boss, and I I wrote down Arthur King, but I think I got his name wrong. I didn't write any name. Okay, well, it's his last name is King. So Mr. King comes up and he's like, Amanda, what are you doing here? Uh, sir, I tried to tell her the policy, but she just won't listen. It's okay. She works for me. Amanda, why don't you come sit down with my colleagues here? Her D&D contract is up and it hasn't been signed yet. And this guy, he really wants to give Billy... The keynote address at like the D&D. It's like a national advertising conference. Right. And typically Amanda gives the keynote speech, but this boss wants Billy Campbell to take the honor this year because he's really been moving up in the company. He's such a rising star. Yeah. Why doesn't he have an office? That's why does Allison have an office over Billy? He really wants Billy to flourish. And I will say in this scene, I wrote it down. Uh, Amanda gives this guy the the basic basic instinct uh, showdown. <laughs> the, the little uncle like legs crossed, uncrossed, and then cross again. Yeah, she shows him the how to do. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Give me that keynote speech. Yeah, uh, with the with just the flip of a leg. So she leaves, and we're kind of left with the feeling that the whole keynote speech thing is unresolved. We can tell that Amanda's not going to go down without a fight, but the boss clearly wants Billy. Mm-hmm. Then we go over to D&D, and Amanda and Billy are having a conversation, and Billy's like, he's not really begging, but he's just like telling like, a so lot. Am I giving the speech or what? I'm getting this. I'm getting the speech, right? And uh, Amanda, she tells Billy to get him a cup of coffee. 
Just to like belittle him a little bit. Well, and I think that we find that the whole keynote address is supposed to be about the ethics in the advertising industry. And she says, Billy, you know nothing about ethics. Why would you be selected to give this speech? Allison is kind of with an earshot and she just says out of nowhere, you know what, Allison, you're going to give the keynote address at the, the conference. And Allison is like super stoked. Yeah, but totally caught off guard. And she's like, oh, Billy, I didn't know. Sorry. And he's like, yeah, sure you didn't, Allison. So he's not very happy about it. And he's like, Mr. Field told me. Is it Field or yeah, King? I swear to I God, down. I thought his name was King. Mr. Field. And yo, his his vest, his vest looks like, like if you went to a business and they had a place to wipe your feet off. <laughs> like it's, a doormat? It's that texture. It like re- there's grooves me- in that thing that will capture dirt off of your it's, shoe. No, it's like a corduroy quilted. No, no, it's floor mat. <laughs> the back of that thing is fucking rubber. Look at that thing. It's incredible. You know, he's giving me Aladdin vibes here. <laughs> One jump. <laughs> His hair, the vest, just take off that shirt and he's he would actually make a really good Aladdin. I think I'll take a stroll around the block. <laughs> riff raff. Street rat. If only they redid it back in like ninety seven with uh with live people. Gotta eat to live, gotta still eat. <laughs> You're my only friend, Abu. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is the Aladdin remake of my nightmares. I, no, of my dreams. No, I don't want to see that. Where I, would he rank in Aladdin? He'd be behind uh, Robin Williams and behind Will Smith. Well, he's not playing the genie. He's playing Aladdin. Right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> and the dude that I forget his name. He did a good job. The new the new Aladdin that came out. Yeah, he was good. But I don't know. Old I, Aladdin was... I could totally see Billy Campbell being Aladdin. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like no. Andrew Shoe, I can see it. He's got that boyish charm that like, Haha, I steal for a living. Give me the spread. I'm just gonna eat no. it in the kitchen by myself. Sing a whole new world and think of Billy. <laughs> Fuck no. The best thing ever. And then live action with that broom. No. With a broom? When he was dancing with the broom. <laughs> doesn't work. It'll be his version of the carpet. I don't see it. I see floor mats. Okay, anyway. Um... That is, we get so, the, yeah. we go to the opening credits. Yeah. These opening credits, there's oh, a lot to unpack. We had to rewind this many times just one, for dance benefit. One, we've heard this song before. We have. This is like your jam, Dad. <laughs> but all right, so I re- we've heard the song before. We go to. Seagulls, Seagulls doing yoga, then terrible boogie boarding, and then the longest shot of this girl. Dude, there's two women. Just running it out. Okay. Tits in the wind. (laughs) 
It's these two women in string bikinis and they're coming out of the ocean surf and they start kind of jogging. And this one woman, I mean, she is very busty. And busty. when she's running, it's she's like, more than busty. She is top heavy. Like it if is, you pushed her. It is like, wow, it's a lot of boob. And Dan insisted on watching it several times. We're actually watching it right now. He's like Like, trying to get to the scene right now just to see it again. Guys, I'm not a creep. I just like couldn't believe how long the camera stayed with her. (laughs) And like just the ferocity. (laughs) It looked like her boobs were like that. Boom. Seagull doing yoga. And then just like. She just let it all rock. I wonder if she even knew she was on. She knew. She knew. She knew. So we are at the beach house and we have Kimberly and Michael in bed together. More like Michael and Betsy. Well, (laughs) Michael wakes up. Kimberly is wearing like a straight up Mormon dress right now. Yeah. And guys, little pro tip here. If you're trying to like get it, get some in the in the morning, you shouldn't like immediately just start making fun of her like sleep attire. He immediately is like, oh, your nightgown sucks. Well, it does. And the way that she's sleeping, like, she's unconscious here. But she like, sleeps like a corpse. It, like, her Betsy sleeping face is, like, so rigid and so strict. She looks like she'll like she's the, the terrible substitute teacher that will beat your ass. It's because Betsy's dead inside. Yeah. She, she's no fun other than Tupperware parties. So Michael's like groping her and like, oh, good morning. And she's like, oh, what, what, excuse me, what are you doing? He's like, come on, you, you need to be more like open. And then, I uh, thought marriage was a contact sport. Why am I always in the penalty box? And then Kimberly, well, Betsy is like, okay, Michael, I'm ready for penetration. <laughs> <laughs> and she just like stands there, like she lays there, like stiff as a board, ready to be like, okay, I ha- would, have your way with me. I would look at her and be like, this is the worst. <laughs> Michael does what we would all do. And, and he's like, you know what? That's okay. I need to get to work anyways. So like, I'm going to go jerk off in the shower. <laughs> so he goes to the bathroom and then just like that, she snaps out of it, and then we see someone completely new. You blew it, Betsy. Now it's my turn, and Rita knows how to take care of her man. Oh, who's like, Rita? Who is Rita? We need to know more about this chick. So she strips down, goes in the shower, and then says, want me to soak your back? <laughs> Soap your back. Nice. This is weird. <laughs> Like sexy. This isn't the first time there's just been like weird dialogue in a bath. Like around like sexy time, but it's like not hot. Yeah. Remember remember Billy and um and what's her face at Daddy's? Brooke? Yeah. Billy and Brooke in the bathtub? No. They were like having champagne and she's like, rub my back. Remember, she's like, wash me, wash me, Billy. <laughs> yeah, no, she says, she was like, 
scrub my back, will you? <laughs> Ooh. And then Billy does it. And now this, want me to soap your back? Nice. Is that like a term we don't know? <laughs> no, I don't think it is. And it's like a thing they say on the street, like, then she came in and soaped my back. <laughs> it no, was I amazing. I don't think so. Okay. So Jake walks into Jane's design garage and her new intern is there. And do you remember her name? Oh, yeah. I want to call her Karen, but I think I'm wrong. Chloe. No. Claire. Claire. Okay, that's it. Um, So she's like, hi, Jake. I've been calling you for two days. Are you avoiding me? And he's like, actually, yes, I am. Yeah. And he's like, you told me you were in town for the weekend. And then Claire was like, yeah, but, you know, I just interviewed for the job on a whim and I got it. So So what am I supposed to do? Yeah. At that moment, Jane comes in and she's like, oh, hey, guys. So then Jake tries to 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 tell Jane what happened. And he's like, I've got to get something off of my chest. And she's like, what? I'm so busy. And then he's like, then she realizes like, okay, this is important. What's going on? I'm all yours. Tell me. And then Jake is like, um, I forgot. Yeah. She's like, Oh, Jake, I really like how you put your feelings first. So weird. Look, if someone was like, I need to talk to you right now, it's very important. Please look at me. And then they said, I forgot. I'd be like, no, you didn't. Yeah, you just like, don't want to say I'd be like, it. what is it? Now that I you have my attention, what is it? Yeah, what's your deal? Now let's head on over to the conference where it looks like a lot of the attendees are mixing and mingling on a patio outside. And Allison is talking to Amanda, and she wants to run her speech by her. So she's like, okay, here it is. We all want to act ethically, but we stumble. I do, you do, my CEO does. And at that, Amanda's like, um, no, don't you say that at a national convention. You are not going to be throwing me under the bus saying that I stumble on acting ethically. Yeah, what? This speech is about ethics. Why the hell would you lead with, none of us have it? (laughs) Well, if your name was Billy Campbell, I think that would be the case. Um, Speaking of, we cut over to Billy talking to some, I guess like a competitor. Like a competitor who sucks or something. Yeah, and Billy's calling him the bottom feeder. uh, But this competitor reveals that Somehow he was able to get Julie Newmar to sign a big deal with him. And she's going to be the spokesperson for some brand. And it's like everyone's talking about it. At that moment, Julie comes over and Billy tries to put his charm on. They have like a little back and forth. And it's really Julie Newmar. Like I know the name Julie Newmar, but forgive me, guys. I don't know what the hell she's She's the original Catwoman. Oh, really? Yeah. And actually, she was gorgeous back in the day. I remember and the um, the movie, Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie, Julie Newmar. Newmar. Yeah. I did not put two and two together. I never saw that movie. Me neither. But I know it's that's It's all about the title. drag queens. So is she, is she a drag? No. 
She's, I, I, I don't think she is. I don't, I think she's a, a woman. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a beautiful woman at that. Huh. I so, think she was kind of like a big deal back in the day. So she's, she's just an actress? Yeah, she was like a model. She's really tall. She's 5'11", from hmm. what I saw. Okay. Anyway, um, so Billy's a little jealous, I think. He wants to sign a big deal, and he's a little... He's wondering how this... Per, this, this guy who sucks. Yeah, how did he get her? Right. And so we he, can see the wheels turning. And then like he's talking to her, like trying to like get in there immediately, and she's like, I don't know who you are, but I like your ad. Your ad. <laughs> I love. She's like, I like the way you ad. You advertise. <laughs> he's like, Well, I ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, just stupid. It's just an introduction to Julie Newmar, and that this guy somehow has her, and it's unexplained. We're now at Doctors at Law, where Kimberly enters. However, it's not Kimberly. It's the new character, Rita! God, I love Rita. Me too. Rita's awesome. She's cool. Everything she says is cool. She's chewing gum. She's got her black leather jacket on. Her hair is all like scrunched up like she took mousse and just like scrunched it like back in the day. I think the writers just like figured out like, hey, Marsha Cross is like a really good actor. So let's just like showcase her. A lot of roles. Yeah, let's just have her do different stuff and just be a bunch of different people all the time that's what works and it does yeah it's it's a great she's a she she is what Dwayne Johnson is to the Fast and Furious franchise oh really she's just a shot of adrenaline you know I don't know if I would make that parallel but she's just got it if she's in a scene it's legit no I agree I think Marsha Cross is one of the more talented actors on the series, and I think really you see that throughout the entire. I mean, everything I've seen her in, she's been phenomenal. Would you say she's got it all? She's got it all. <laughs> <laughs> she's got it all. Um, so she is in there smacking gum. Um, just an awesome scene. Peter asks her, asks her how she is, and then she's good. Even her, like, dialogue changes. She's like, it's cool. Everything's cool. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, last week you were in here and you thought you were going crazy. And I'm a little worried about you, Kimberly. And she's like, oh, that? That was just role playing, okay? That's nothing. No more no more blackout spells. Look, we all have different personalities, okay? Yeah. And she says, everything's under control. And then Peter's like, are you sure? Because you're kind of crazy. And Kimberly (laughs) says, you tried to kill Amanda once. (laughs) Now you'd probably kill for her. That's very true. And um, Peter gives her some pills. And he's like, look, I want you to start taking these. And then Kimberly just tosses the pills back at him. And she says she doesn't need them anymore. Uh, Because they deaden her senses. Yeah. And then Peter... Is like the most rollover doctor ever. And he's like, 
Well, okay. We'll try it your way. And I'm like, why is the surgeon prescribing like psychological medication? I don't know. But okay. Clearly, she's fucking crazy. Clearly. Like, he's had sex with her. She's never acted like this. And now she is. He has no, like... He's not a trained psychologist like she is. There's not a switch that goes off like, oh, your hair is different. You're wearing a leather jacket and you're wearing black lipstick. And you're completely talking in like in a completely different pattern. Like you are not yourself. He's a fucking, he's an idiot. He is a total idiot. Well, that's exactly what Kimberly says as she walks out. Oh, yeah. Doctors are such idiots. (laughs) God. So, next scene is Alicia's office. When is this going to be over with? I was done three episodes ago. I thought, like, the cable company, like, we're done. It went under. But no, it's clinging to life. It's clinging. Well, because fucking Peter gave him $2 million to clear up whatever the hell he had. Thanks a lot, Peter. Thanks a lot. So Sydney comes in and asks Alicia if she can give Bobby a job. Why? Where have we heard this before? Why is this so incestuous where everyone has to keep working for each other? And there's so many, not only that, but there's so many people like lobbying for others to get jobs. So stupid. Like, even in this episode, like, Jake's like, oh, I need to get Richard a job. And then, like... Like, why? It's always like, give him a job, please. I need it to happen. Sydney's trying to find Bobby a job. Oh, yeah. It's so dumb. So, um... Basically, Alicia's like, no. And Sydney's trying to sneakily catch Alicia slipping on... Why she wouldn't want Bobby to work under her. Well, she's insinuating like somebody had to set him up in order to take his place. Trying to say that it was Alicia who set up Bobby, which is the truth. But Alicia's like, no, his father set him up. Everybody knows that. And then Sydney's like, so why wouldn't you hire him if that was the case? And Alicia's like, oh, you're right. But it's like. Um, because he was... Because I don't want him. I don't want to hire him. He was and, implicated in yeah, and all it this bullshit. Just wouldn't be a good look. Even if he's completely innocent, I don't want him connected to the company. And it's my decision. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, Sydney. I'm calling the cops. Why are you in my office? Yeah, but no, this is like, now Alicia's like, well, you made a point. Maybe I'll think about it. Like, so dumb. Hire Bobby and send him to like another state for that cable company. I don't know. Now we're at Richard Hart Design. Design. Wait, but it's like he's totally closing down, right? Yeah, it's a wrap. Like he's taking stuff off of the walls, he's packing up, and then the thing we all suspected. Claire comes in. Did you do what you were supposed to do? Jake is a good man, okay? Give me the money that you owe me. And then he says, what does he say? He was like, uh, another 50 bucks if you sleep with Jane too. <laughs> and she's like, uh, no thanks. And I'm like, wait. So it was 
50 bucks <laughs> to sleep with Jake? That's not a lot. I think that's the line. I don't know. So she if, did this for $50. If it was 50 then that's a problem. And I think you're right. That's really terrible. But here's the thing, too. I'm like, they're such novices because we're like, if they were setting it up, why didn't they film it? That's five McDonald's meals. <laughs> well, back in this year, it was probably 10. Probably, yeah. 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 Still, that's not a lot of McDonald's <laughs> to be throwing your body around. <laughs> not a lot. So it is revealed that he set everything up, but it's like, why not have the hard evidence instead of being like, this is just a rumor, you know? Like, there's no evidence that it really happened. Is her outfit cultural appropriation? Definitely. <laughs> but that was, like, cool back then. Yeah. I wore dresses like that. I don't think it's cultural appropriation. I mean, I think you, they people would classify that as cultural appropriation today. She's wearing... Um, it's not a kimono, but it's like a... It's, it's a, a Chinese formal dress. Like a satin... Uh, formal gown yeah. thing, but it looks nice. No, and th- this was in the late nineties. This was very popular. This look and chopsticks in the hair too. Oh yeah, if she had chopsticks in the hair, I'd be like cultural Dude, appropriation. I have an outfit that looks almost identical to that that I like <clears throat> wore to a dance. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I disagree. I don't think that like wearing. Clothes of a different culture is wrong if you wear them respectfully. respectfully. I agree. If she wore it on Halloween and like put on some dark face makeup and like messed up her, like made her eyes all like, like weird, then it'd be bad. You know? What are you trying to say about people's eyes? If she like squinted her eyes. That would be cultural appropriation. No, I I get what you're saying. I think if you wear it out of respect. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, she's like, give me that 50, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Like you. (laughs) Are you sure it's not another 50 or 50 more? I'm pretty sure. He was like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure. And like, he just has it on him. That's another. Here's your $50. 50 bucks. Can you uh, get a couple of my buddies too? It's their birthdays coming up. Gotta get these things in bulk. Okay. And he's like, do whatever you gotta do, just get it done. And he, he wants he wants Claire to tell Jane that she slept with him like every day during lunch. So dumb. Just lay it on thick. So we'll see. Poor Jane. We head over to the garage. And now Claire's the one who needs to tell Jane something. Every day someone goes up to Jane and is like, I really need to talk to you. <laughs> How often does that happen? I, and if it does, like you got my full attention. If someone says, I really need to talk to you about something important. I'm like, what? And at this point, Jane should just always assume that someone cheated. It's the worst. Yeah. It's someone cheated or Sydney killed somebody. Yeah. That's what it is. So um, she says, I feel terrible. 
me and Jake have been having an affair. Jane immediately is like, what? This is ridiculous. He said he wouldn't mind. And then, <laughs> and then at that moment, Jake walks in. Jake pops in. He's like, that's bull. And, and then Jake is like, we were together once, but it didn't mean anything. And then Jane's like, wait, you're having an affair? You forgot you did me all night long. We and were together once, but it didn't mean anything. We were fighting. And then she's like, oh, and that makes it okay? Then he said, uh, Jane, I did it once. I haven't done it again. <laughs> and then and then she like storms out and on the way, she says to Claire over her shoulder, you're fired, bitch. You're fired, bitch. I hope you and your tramp are happy. And I'm like, okay. So why is it Claire's fault? Yeah, and... Claire's not dating you. And think about this, Jane. You're running your business out of Jake's garage. You lose Jake. You don't, you're out of the garage. You're going to go back into your apartment. Yeah, where you had sex all over your stuff. It's all messy in there. <laughs> it's completely messy in there. Now back to depressing Richard Hart's place. Um... His mannequins are terrible. <laughs> Those silver robotic weird. They're in the worst poses. I don't know how you put clothes on them. Look, one one is giving you the hand. She's like <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the hand. One is scratching its butt. <laughs> one one looks like it's about to covertly try to put its hand on its hips, but like touch its balls. And Richard is just standing there. <laughs> like in a lineup of his mannequins. It's horrible. And then there's a painting that just is the 90s. <laughs> oh, God. Um, he is dressed in all black. He is just like down and out. Um, Joe comes in. She's got sandwiches. Thinks they should should talk. I would never just show up with sandwiches. Yeah, and then she's like, "I wanted to come by because I don't know where we stand." And then Richard goes, "How about a part? <laughs> How about a part? <laughs> don't you think we deserve one last chance?" Richard says, uh, marriage is a business, Joe, and I'm out of business. <laughs> and he says that he's nothing without a designer. I loved you, but do you think I want PB&J? No, I want caviar. Caviar and lobster. <laughs> I want style. Then um, Richard comes clean to Joe and, and says that, look, those were Jane's designs. All that leopard print that was at the the show, those were all Jane's. And then Joe reveals that Jane is the one that had the little slip and slide <laughs> at his runway show. Oh, it set off the sprinklers. And she calls it a bogus show. Yeah. They're done. This is it. Thank God. Yeah, I'm really happy about this. It was. It went on way too long, right? I agree. And it took Joe like out of character. Yeah, it's like Joe is completely different now. She sucks. 
But this opens it up for Richard and Jane to get back together, which I'm not thrilled about either. You mean Jake and Joe? Richard oh, Richard and, and Jane. Jane. Oh, full reset. Yeah. Again? Full reset. We're coming up on season five. <laughs> Everything needs to go back <laughs> yep. into place. Oh, man. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Richard and Jane. We were good once, Jane. Ugh. No. Billy and Al. It's Billy and Allison in Allison's hotel room. And Billy wants to. Oh, and Allison wants to show Billy her keynote speech. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. And Billy's not paying attention at all. He's just obsessed with Julie Newmar. And Allison mentions that she's she's in the room right next door to her. How does she know that? Because she saw her like leave or something. Mm. Billy and Allison are hanging out at the hotel in this like lounge area where a lot of the other attendees are congregating. And it's kind of like the breakfast area where they have coffee and tea out. And Allison is trying to get some pointers on her speech. She wants Billy to weigh in on everything. But Billy is all about Julie Newmar and only wants to talk about that deal. Allison reveals that Julie is actually staying in the room right next door to her. Mm. So this piques Billy's interest, and he's like, oh, okay, interesting. So Billy walks over to, like, get coffee forever for the longest time so that he can listen in on this conversation between Julie Newmar and the guy, the advertising guy who he said was a... A piece of shit. Okay. Now, for this topic, for this subject matter, which is supposed to be so sensitive, they are talking very loudly in a public place about it. So he's like, so, Julie, I have your pictures here. What are these pictures? They're like sexy, seductive pictures. I bet run them, print them. Yeah. Well, anyway, she's like, Thank you. I've never gotten paid so little to do something I care so little about. And he's like, that's how it works, honey. You sign the deal with us. These pictures will never see the light of day. And she's like, well, I guess I have to sign on with you now. So Billy basically knows like, oh, okay, he's he's got her on a technicality. So if I just erase this, this picture thing then we can try to get her. Right. Um, side note, Amanda had all the time in the world to like tell whomever to do the speech. And she tells Allison to do it. And it's like tomorrow. The speech is tomorrow. That's not fair. It's not. I think it's I don't think that's cool. Yeah, I agree. It's not a lot of time to to put a speech together that you have like, to give in front of all of your colleagues in like the next day. Yeah, the keynote speech. It's not an easy feat. It's a lot. That's a big burden. I agree. Guys, we find ourselves at a hangar. Sydney has just walked up to the middle of a hangar and finds Bobby Parisi just like Wrench in hand, working on planes. Is he qualified to do this? I don't think so. I, I mean, think he's just a mob member. Like, really? And a and a media conglomerate. Jenny, he's a killer. 
He's a trained assassin mobster who also works on planes. Yeah, I guess he's like a mechanic of some sorts. I wonder, any super fans out there, has there ever been a reference of like Bobby on the beach, like talking to Amanda, like, when I was a kid, I worked on airplanes. <laughs> I mean, or, or, something. or any kind of like vehicle, right. or and like even a car. Like, Amanda, I'm sorry your car broke down. I know how to fix that type of shit. <laughs> <I know>. Something. <laughs> I mean, anything. His upbringing really wouldn't lend itself to this kind of work either. No. It's very, or is he learning a trade? And he, I mean, is this, is no, this a Jenny, school of some sort? This is not a school. There's no one around his ass <laughs> while he is <laughs> fucking with this plane. And he is, he is like on the job working. Like he's in it. He's got the handkerchief in the pocket. You know, rocking the 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 work shirt, the like button up short yeah. sleeve. He's hands on. And can we talk about Sydney's Amelia Earhart look <laughs> here? <laughs> She's got her like a scarf wrapped around her neck with the the two ends of the scarf draped over her shoulders. She got the Ernie shirt on. Like she's ready to go on a an airplane ride for two. I mean, Bobby does mess up with the wrench a little bit, but still, I think he knows his way around it. But anyway, Sydney's like, "You do you like this job?" And it turns out Bobby is getting evicted from from his place. What? Like, I thought he owned that I house. I did too. He's renting I did that too. He's not renting but that. But Sydney has a great idea. Why doesn't he move in with her? I don't know, Sid. You're like, you're pretty. Why do you Why do you even bother uh, with me? I, I have a sofa bed. I'll take it. And you can have the bedroom. He says, you're really cute. And I appreciate what you've done for me. But he, he still doesn't want to. What's his other option? I don't know. Maybe move back to the East Coast. Go back to Miami. Like wherever he came from. Yeah. Get away the, from here. For the love of God. Get out of this world. We Guys, don't want to see you anymore. Bobby is primarily the reason these podcasts come out <laughs> few and far between. He is, it's like molasses. He, this is his only scene in this episode. He brings it down. Like ten, tenfold he brings it down. He's just a, a time suck. I hate him. Yeah, I agree. I think he, I, we've said this ad nauseum, but this has run its course. I don't know why we're dragging this, the whole Alicia Bobby storyline out. It's like you think he's done. But they're not. And, and that goes for like, both of them. Oh, you can live with me. Oh, sure. And move like, in. Oh, sweet. Cool. He's been fired now. He's lost the work. Amanda hates him. Sayonara. Nope. Now you can hook up with Sydney. Now I'm moving in with kid sister Sid. Going to be sleeping in the bedroom. He promises to pay half of the rent, but only if it's platonic. Okay, Sid? Only if it's platonic. Bobby, okay. Bobby is the coronavirus of this show. <laughs> He's infecting everybody. He's just infectious. 
Not a fan. So let's go to Kimberly at the hospital. She is so hot. I'm really okay. feeling this. I I have to agree. I really love Kimberly as Rita. I think that it brings this fun, cool edge. Like I love her dark lipstick. Oh, I love her tousled hair. I just want to know like who hurt her, you know? Like she's just so mysterious. She's got she's got issues, man. Kimberly is seated in her office and it seems she's addressing Michael and she's finally telling him that, hey, she thinks she's going crazy. There's three different people that are living within her. She describes Betsy as a dangerous prude, but Rita protects us against Betsy. And she says, Michael, I'm just going crazy. At that moment, the door swings open, and it's Michael. So we as the audience find out she's not really talking to Michael. She's kind of practicing. Yeah, she's, she's working she, it up. What she might say to him to reveal that she is, essentially, she has, like, DID or multiple personalities. And Michael's like, hey, some yo-yo parked their motorcycle in my spot. She pops up, channels Rita, and is like, I'm the yo-yo. And I'm taking you for a ride. And then is Michael about to... He's all about this. He, he, he doesn't ask any well, questions. The thing about Michael is he thinks it's a role play sex game every time. And is he going to ride on the back? I, yes. <laughs> Dan, this is why I think you like Rita so much. Why? Because you like like... Bad girls being like, do what I say. Do I? <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> I don't think I'm like, I'm not a submissive. I'm not saying that you're submissive, but I think you you like the take charge. This just really shows how out of it Michael is. As a husband, as a man, he has no clue that his wife has three personalities. I mean... He has no idea. It's really odd, and they're very distinct. And he's just, well, well, one day she's wearing a dress and doesn't want to fuck me, and then the next day she is wearing all leather trying to ride my motorcycle. I don't give a shit as long as she keeps popping in the the shower and banging me. (laughs) Who cares? That pretty much sums it up. And uh, our couch is missing. Still don't know what's going on with that. (laughs) What the hell's wrong with this guy? He's just completely clueless. He's totally oblivious. I would immediately be like, oh, hey, Jenny, what's up? What? What's the new all black thing? <laughs> what is that? What are you doing? And, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. I'd just be like, oh, this is a new choice. What's it's happening? <laughs> yeah. If you started wearing weird uh, like uh, Mormon nightgowns <laughs> with doilies on them, I would also be like, Jenny, what's going on? <laughs> This is a new thing for you. I'm, and then if I woke up and you were trying to like chop my dick off with a knife, I would also be like, Jenny. Have some questions. What's going on? Where's the couch? I know that these boys have not been. These teenagers didn't have a box fired five feet away from our deck. Yeah. It's just like, come on, dude. You're a doctor. But Dan, it's Michael Mancini. Okay. He's very self-involved. He's plotted like I that is not an invalid excuse. This is a man who got Amanda Woodward 
cancer treatment that she did not qualify for cured her. Okay. Like you are making some good points. He has really gone above and beyond in the past. He has like, but I think he just doesn't care. He basically stole uh, Jane Mancini designs. He he's he's quite the mastermind. He has like weaseled his way in and out of so many different but things. Only for personal gain. What does he have to gain? Delving into Kimberly's psyche, other than, oh, th- she's playing some weird sexual fantasy role play. That's really all he thinks it is. I just don't. I just don't buy that. I really don't. This guy tricked a man, tricked Kimberly into so moving to fucking that Ohio. Like some diabolical plan that he's like letting Kimberly run amok, so she completely screws herself i mean do you think that there's some underlying thing going on no no i just think they're like whatever michael's stupid but it's 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 a disservice it's a disservice to michael and i think i said this earlier but like how her patients don't think anything okay i think we have to go back on vacation how the hell does she have patients (laughs) She's not a certified psychologist. She's just free to And how like, does she have an office? How does she have the time? She doesn't have time to do any of this. You know? Yeah. It's time for your session with Rita. <laughs> Who the fuck is Rita? <laughs> I'm here to see Kimberly. Okay, we head back over to this convention where Billy is in Allison's room going over her speech. So they've been working so hard and Billy's been critiquing and it's late night and Allison is just tuckered out and she falls asleep uh, while Billy is kind of going over everything. (laughs) And Billy is like audibly sort of uh, constructively critiquing this speech and just has no idea that Allison is not just like <laughs> falling asleep. She's out. She's laying on her bed. She's gone. Her back to so clearly for at least three minutes, she has been giving him no feedback on his notes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but see, Billy goes over, checks to make sure she's truly asleep because I think his whole plan this entire time is to yeah, is to sneak. I'm going to talk her to sleep and then I'm going to... Because my voice is so boring. And then I'm going to jump over this balcony because I know where... Julie Newmar Newmar is. So he does some Spider-Man shit where he scales like this balcony. Luckily, the way that the balcony is configured, it is pretty easy to get to the neighboring balcony, but it is still harrowing. Okay. How how awesome would it have been if he was like, (laughs) whoa, whoa, (laughs) and just like fell. like the the crazy like reveal at the end of season four and <laughs> Billy dies and that would have been the black and white stinger <laughs> slow mo Billy just like <laughs> I would have like um, I, we'd have ended the podcast but I don't want to see anything else we're done that's it <laughs> so he gets himself over to the neighboring balcony. 
Luckily, the sliding glass door is open. So he lets himself into Julie Newmar's room. And what if it... How does he know which <laughs> which side they're, what she's if, staying yeah. on? What if it was open and some of it was in there? He just goes straight in and turns on the light. I mean, it's nighttime. She could be sleeping for all he knows. Right. So he just rifles through some drawers. He barely opens them. And then, voila. Oh, wow. A manila folder. And Jenny, this is where I have serious problems. Oh, this? This part. This is it? Yeah. These are where the problems come in. Look at the way he opens this envelope. Okay? Okay. We're going to watch it. Run it back. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay. What a fucking monster. (laughs) For those of you you who aren't watching frame by frame as we're talking, there is like a manila folder. And you know how the full... There's a clasp. Yeah, the envelope goes over. There is a clasp. A metal bending clasp that goes through a circle to close the envelope. And then you would take that clasp and separate it horizontally. To close it. So it sort of locks in place. Yes. Now, human beings with souls (laughs) would take this envelope, (laughs) bend the clasps upwards, (laughs) and then open the envelope. Not Billy. Uh-uh. Not Billy. He rips through that. What a that is a that's gotta be a test on like a psychological uh assessment of someone's like human behavior. <laughs> you hand them the envelope and you ask open them to this. open it. If that fucking monster <laughs> rips open the goddamn envelope like that. You put that son of a bitch in a straight like, jacket. That is seriously psychopath behavior. I've never seen that, ever. <laughs> and I've seen people on TV and in real life open things rapidly and like very excitedly. They all take the time, Jenny, to pull up the clasps and open it like a fucking person. This monster is off the radar. radar. It It is very... It is very dangerous. It's very swift. It really bothered me. Um, so, no one, no one does that. <laughs> so, inside, we only see like a millisecond of a black and white photo. You can't even make out what what's in the foreground. What's what it is. He's just like he's got to be it. So yeah. So we we kind of have an understanding that these are compromising photos of Julie Newmar. That the guy was talking about. Right. About how he was able to sort of secure her As for the his spokesperson company. for some campaign. Um, at this moment, there's a jingling keys in the door, which prompts Billy to quickly take this manila envelope and all of the photos within. Which are no longer securely in the envelope. No. He slips out through the sliding glass door in which he came back to Allison's hotel room, places the folder on a chair with the towel over them. Not a great hiding spot, <laughs> sir. If, if for some reason, which is likely, Allison wakes up and removes that towel before you arrive tomorrow... She'll be on to you. Well, will she? I mean, I think she'll be on to him either way. Yeah. Because what the hell? Like, she surely didn't take those photos. 
Yeah. Anyway. So he leaves him there, throws a towel, and then uh, we get a commercial break. Now, the next day, uh, oh, and Billy says, he even says he audibly. Goes, a little surprise for you when you wake up, Allison. My God. Barf. <laughs> now, the next day, Amanda comes to Allison's room. Um, Arthur has called Amanda, and he wants to know if it's true that Allison is doing the uh, the address. Um, he says uh, he will only renew Amanda's employment contract <laughs> if Billy gets the address. Okay. Why is this guy obsessed with Billy? And why, like, it's very strange, very weird. Um, she's on a a cell phone and I love like the second Allison opens the door, she's like, hello. And it's just like talking to this guy. She's so rude. Yeah, she really is. So once Amanda is in the, is in Allison's hotel room, um, they find the racy photos of Julie Newmar. And then, and the confidentiality agreement is also enclosed in this, this folder. Mm. Billy's already there. He's playing dumb. Like, how did this get here? And everything's being pointed to Allison that she somehow stole these files from Julie Newmar herself. Or else, why would they be in her room? Right. And also, is anything just paper related okay for Amanda to read in not her hotel room? <laughs> What's this? Oh, a confidentiality well, agreement? Cool, I'll just read it. It looks like garbage since his clasp isn't connected to the envelope. So <laughs> clearly no one cares about this thing. There's a problem here because Billy's trying to frame Allison as slimy and crooked uh, for stealing these photos from Julie Newmar. And Amanda is buying it. And she basically says that the only ethical thing to do is... Return the photos to the owner, and then we cut to shooters. So Jake is behind the bar. Joe comes into shooters, and of course, she's just been rebuffed by Richard. So she's kind of complaining to Jake about what a sleazeball Richard turned out to be. Okay, you're just now finding that out. And she's saying how good they were together once. And she tells Jake that she's going to go away for a couple of days and invites Jake to go along with her. Jake's not feeling it. Thinking like a little rebound action. Yep. Um, did you catch the song on the jukebox? No. She's got it all. They love that song. <laughs> it's always she's got it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, Jake, is is he's not really interested. He hesitates and then Joe says... Well, I guess guess you really love her, don't you? And Jake says yes. I guess I do. I guess I do. Even though I totally fucked a stranger. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now we go back to this retreat, this D and D like conference, convention, yeah. whatever <clears throat> you want to call it. Newmar, who is Pretty tall. She is. Like, insanely tall. Yeah, she's like six feet. She pops in 
Billy looks like a child next to Julie Newmar. <laughs> I mean, she's very statuesque. She's she's gorgeous. I mean, this is when, you know, she she was really big in the 60s, so this is, you know, 30 years past her prime. What but- do you, what do you think Billy said to get her into a random woman's hotel room? <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, Julie, can I talk to you? Can you um, please come into this hotel room? I, I would like it if you please accompanied me uh, to one of my colleagues' hotel rooms, please. If someone came up to me at a professional convention and asked me to do that, I would be like, get the hell away from me. Yeah. And it just so happens to be next to your room? No. Very weird. Uh, they return the photos to Newmore. Then Billy just immediately like leaps into his... His pitch for... He's like, I'm going to get all the business in the world because I'm cutthroat. Yeah, he wants Newmar to sign with D&D. Um, he supplies Julie with a contract. How is this ready? That's a great question. I mean, <laughs> How is this just like on the table? At a hotel like that, they probably have a business center. But, Dan, how did they... Back in these days, did, I mean, did he have computer mail? I don't know. How like does he ha- how does he have a contract template? I mean, d- could it have been on a floppy Maybe disk? Maybe it's on a floppy. That he carries around with him? Yeah. And do you have use of computers at this hotel right. where you can just print it out? Can you print um, documents off my floppy disk? I have a floppy. It's a contract place. <laughs> Maybe oh, 96. Maybe he had a zip drive. I think floppies were still a thing back then. What was the um? There was the hard disk too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like the size of like a coaster. Yeah, yeah. No, that's probably more accurate. You might have had one of those. I yeah. had those in college. I did too. I did too. And what then I remember. I remember when USBs came out. They were such a novelty. Like flash I, I remember. Drives. Like I, yeah. Like I, it, it was a flash drive. Mm-hmm. I won. At Frostburg, I like won a goodie bag and it had one of those flash drives in it. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember my roommates being like, oh my gosh, that is awesome. It's probably like one gig. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if that is like 250 megabytes. Um, so Billy pitches Julie Newmar flawlessly in 15 seconds. She signs the contract on Billy's back and then. Just drops the pen on the floor. She's like, fuck this, I'm out. Cool. But okay. Because Billy promises her like triple what the other well, the other place. As we overheard, the competitor was egregiously underpaying her and she wasn't happy about that. But I have to ask, how does this solve her problem of her racy photos, which we didn't even get to see? Right. Okay, like because the other the competitors still uh, presumably have copies of those. Yeah. And wasn't the whole like oh, blackmail no. situation? They, they 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 even said like and the negatives. The other uh, guy. Yes. Back this is then. what I'm saying. So like I don't know how this absolves her from not having this looming threat of this other company that she's deciding not to go with. That like they she's obviously trying to keep these racy photos under wraps. Right. Like, what's to stop them from publishing those photos now? Because she's basically breaking their little agreement yeah. and signing on with a competitor. I guess in in theory, they don't have what they 
they don't have what what they are using to keep that contract in place. So she can just void it with no. No, but I'm saying like it, like I I know this is. There's very, nothing to say they didn't make copies. Unethical. Like it doesn't have to go by a contract. It's just like, oh, I I was under the impression that they were basically blackmailing her with those photos to say, if you don't sign with us and be the spokesperson for this campaign, we're gonna release these photos. Right. But that's how I took it. Yeah, that's how it, we all took it. Okay, so no photos. They can't. They don't have but shit on her. Don't they have the photos? No, they're in the envelope with Ooh, the negatives. Uh, with the negatives. Yeah. Okay. Do you believe that they didn't make copies? I mean, ninety six. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably stupid. <laughs> that guy seems stupid on the couch. <laughs> You know? I guess, I guess you're right. Just 96. Yeah. Dumbasses. People were fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, see, look, she signs it. She signs it. Just throws the contract. Peace. <laughs> drops the pen. She reminds me of one of my old bosses. Yikes. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then Billy gives Amanda and Allison this look like, you see what I just did? <laughs> I got her. Yeah. I got her, guys. Now, after this happens, Amanda immediately goes into, I'm pulling you off the speech to Allison. Allison is super pissed that Billy's getting his way. And uh, she's like, Billy planted these. Can't you see that? Blah, blah, blah. And then Billy says that Allison should, you know, thank him. For saving her butt, you know? And and Allison Allison walks up to him and just smacks him in the Good. face. Good. He deserves it. Hard. He's such a little bastard. I've never wanted to be a hand more. <laughs> um so you know, Billy doesn't really react. He just says, uh, well, that's my cue to leave. And then he's like, Amanda, join me for a drink. And then they go. Okay. Next up, it's showtime, guys. It's Billy's keynote speech to the entire conference. They're in a ballroom. He's up behind a podium. Delivering this speech to a, a room full of mutants. Yikes. No one looks happy to be there. You know, I have to say, I didn't really get a good look at the extras in the room. Um, but Billy decides to kick the speech off by saying, I'm a liar, a thief. I've stolen accounts. I have no friends. It doesn't matter if I'm alone. I've lost every human impulse. I'm an empty shell. So say it with me. I lie and I'm proud. I lie and I'm proud. I lie and I'm proud. No one says it with him. <laughs> and for a few seconds, he's just looking out onto these disapproving faces, vacant stares. Everyone doesn't know what to make of this. And then we start getting like, like a slow clap. A slow clap. <laughs> like we start getting someone from the corner of the room 
really like gets what he's saying and then it spreads like wildfire. Is is this the triumph of the bill? <laughs> you know, I think this is where Bill triumphs or maybe he triumphs a little bit later. Oh, yeah. But that would be the climax. Of the <laughs> That's what the rename should be. Here's what I said. I wrote in my notes, at least Billy's self-aware of what he is. He has lost every human bil- impulse. He is an empty shell. And he does lie. He does chief. He is a thief. He steals accounts. And he's and he hella have proud of it. Yeah. I don't think he is proud of it, Dan. I think this is a low point for him. And he's doing the classic thing where if someone has to like make a big, like do, do a best man speech at a wedding or like give the, um, the address at a graduation or something. They like go in wanting to say something else. And then they're like, screw it. Mm. I'm going to just say the truth. This is basically the climax of eight mile. Oh, where he's like, I'm going to make fun of myself. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> if you shit on yourself, then, then no they one got, can they touch can't you. can't say anything bad about you. Well, I think he's just kind of at his wit's end where he's being self-reflective in this moment and thinking, what have I done? I'm a and bastard. Not he, he is really not anticipating this kind of a reaction. I'm being haunted by my dead wife. <laughs> well, for one night, and then she never came back. <laughs> and then everyone is like receives him like, yeah, he's this revolutionary guy who tells it like it is, and we totally support him. Did you get a look at the D and D like logo on the podium? That's gotta be D and D's logo. I don't know if it's D and D. I think it's like, I think this is like an association of advertising companies. Coastal Advertising Association. Oh, I see. Yeah. He sits down. Amanda looks at him like, what have you done? This was, that was abysmal. <laughs> okay, I saw, <laughs> I, I saw a shot of the mutants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're just... They got some close-ups <laughs> of the crowd and, um, yeah. Real lively bunch. And then, then everyone stands up and gives him a standing ovation. Because they're all like, we're alone too. <laughs> we're empty shells. Um, it's, it is crazy. And it's so sad to see Billy validated because this is only going to make him worse. And I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before that. When I said, give it three episodes, he's going to be running D&D. Oh my God! Next step, Dan. Next step. Next step. He's running. He's the it. president, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is. Well, he's on track. Now they're they're like celebrating after the speech. Amanda is sort of just shuffling through the crowd. Seeks out Billy. Grabs his hand. She wants to show him something. And in her hotel room. They go in her room. She locks the door behind him. And she starts making out with him. I was right about this shit. I knew it. Yeah, of course. They're going to get together. But Dan, did you notice like the way that she was acting? She was like, like you could tell she wasn't into it. No. And I am like, really? I'm very confused. He says, 
what what do you expect in return? And then she replies, buy now, pay later. I thought she said, I want to see your greatness. Mm. <laughs> Did you just like... <laughs> Watching the same scene? No, he's like, what do I, what, what am I, what do I expect in ret- what does she expect in return? And she says, buy now, pay later. I thought you said, you know, by now. Mm, I don't think so. Okay, you're probably right. He's like, oh, you're right, sex sells. But then, like, as the scene, like, comes to a close, she's, like, looking off into the distance, like, Kill me now. How are her boobs that big on that tiny frame? Or do they just look big Damn on it. TV? I don't know. It's crazy. I'm not an expert on Heather Locklear's brassiere. <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah, she says, give me a hand with this one to, like, take off her bra or her undies. I don't know. And it's just gross. I don't. I never liked them together. No, they don't make sense. No, I hope this is just... You know who I like Amanda with. Oh, God. Uh, Peter. Old Snaggletooth. (laughs) 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 Dr. Snaggletooth. Yes, I love him. Um, Did you already say she says you were right? Sex sells? Yeah, I did say that. But, okay, so we're, we're watching this as we talk, guys. And, okay, that... She's got dead eyes. Yeah. This is what this is the scariest shit. Like, no guy wants to think that as he's doing work, that the girl is just like dead eyes looking up. There are guys that don't give a fuck, but um, yeah, she's this is why I'm so confused. Is she just wanting to secure her spot because she sees Billy will be rising to the top of the company and she thinks that if she sleeps with him, that will give her some kind of advantage or upper hand where she'll be like, well, remember that time in the hotel room? You can't fire me. I think that's it. I think she's just trying to like lock him down now so that it's easier for Next her. Next episode when yeah. she's ousted as the president and he comes yeah. in. Yeah. Um, She knows it's a boys club and... And this is her lane if she wants to, like, be successful. So, we're at Peter's office. Kimberly's smoking cigars now. Just in the hospital. Well, you mean Rita. Oh, Rita. Yeah, of course. Um, Is she on vacation? How is she juggling these personalities while working? Because she doesn't have any patience, Dan, because she's not a certified psychologist. I don't know why they gave her her own office. She's just cooling. Where'd she get all these clothes? Sydney's her only, like, page. She's like an intern patient. Peter is concerned about her mood swings. Um, he says that Michael is also concerned at this point. Okay. Um, and then, I don't understand. Peter starts talking about boiling fear. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I wrote it down. <laughs> I starts talking part. about boiling fear, and he insists that that she starts seeing him every day again, and then she's got to be there at nine a.m. And if she's not there, he's gonna get her rehospitalized. Yeah, and uh, she agrees to it. 
So we're back at Shooters. This time, Jane is popping in to pay Jake a visit. And she wants to know, how's it going? And Jane says, I don't know who you are anymore. And Jake says, I'm someone who hurts my lover by sleeping with a stranger. Weird. (laughs) Um, And Jane is there to basically forgive him. So she acknowledges that she's done some nasty things and Jake has always forgiven her. So she feels it only right that she forgives him too. Um, They hug. They tell each other they're the only ones they want. She also plants the seed that Richard is useful and that she's sort of overwhelmed with the business side of the, the business. She made a mistake ordering something. And she 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 makes the comment, "Where's Richard when you need him?" Yeah. So this gives Jake some incentive later for this very next scene. For the next <laughs> one coming up, when Jake goes to the old Richard Hart Design office that when, is like effectively closed, right? Richard's like. He's taping up boxes with the same color tape as the box. What? Is that weird? Yeah, I've packed a lot of boxes in my day, and uh, I've never seen... Maybe it's a fashion choice, Dan, okay? I need to use the brown tape on the brown box. It's going to be monochromatic, okay? I love brown on brown. Oh, no, brown cow. Ain't that right, Gene? (laughs) Is that a Love is Blind reference? It is. <laughs> it's referring to Mark's bed. New, new, uh, uh, new, new podcast coming up. Love is Blind. <laughs> It'll be released every six weeks. One episode a year. <laughs> uh, so basically, Richard wishes that she dumped Jake's sorry ass. And. Jake replies, I want you to work with Jane again. Yeah, you need to be partners 50-50. You do the business side, Jane does the creative side. And you stay out of our personal lives. And then Richard doesn't promise that he will. But guess what? We're going to a full reset, guys, where everything is going to go back to normal. Alicia and Bobby are going to start working together again. Jane and Richard are going to start working together again. Just so we can see the same old storylines and scenarios play out again. Hateful resets. Why? Uh, I don't know. I would. I want to see Jane get back with Michael hardcore. That's the only reset I want. <laughs> that, That's the only reset I want. You know, need. it's like been so long since that's happened. That seems like such a crazy foreign concept. Yeah. So, Mr. Field... The D&D, like, head of everything, and the boys, they're having a smoke and a drink in, like, a man's circle. Back at the St. Dennis Club. Yeah, stroking each other's dicks and (laughs) high-fiving and ass-grabbing. Well, uh, because word got around at the convention that Billy bagged Amanda, and everyone wants to know the deets. Yeah, specifically, what was Amanda Woodward like in the sack? Did the ice queen melt? <laughs> Ew! <laughs> and Billy's like, oh, well, whatever you can dream up, guys. 
And they're like, no, for real. Did you did you hit it? And he's like, of course. And they're like, yeah, the whole company heard you and heard you in the hotel room. Because where this room was positioned is like right, right outside. It was like right off of this party area. Yeah, that's not a maybe she got a discount on the room. This is weird. Um, so now the secret's out. Billy's Billy's tapping that that ass at the office and we go to actual D&D where Amanda comes into Allison's office and Allison's packing up. She's She's, done. She's boxing her shit up, um, calls out Amanda. Everyone heard you and Billy in the room. She has a great line where she's like, uh, you, uh, you spend so much time on your back. Oh, yikes! And Ellison says this is about choices. This is as high as the boy club. The boys club is going to let us get. I'm out. And you know what? For good reason. She was given this keynote speech, taken away, and then the the way that Billy's speech goes is against everything that Allison stands for. Right. If she has to work for a company that touts that kind of behavior and rewards it. She, I mean, you got to leave. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go. Uh, Amanda wants to win and be the last one standing. Okay. Yeah. Um, then Allison says, you think you're going to sneak into the big room in Billy's pocket? No. He's going to sneak into mine. We shall see. And that's the credits, man. Allison quits D&D. Oh, but not for long. Yo, can we get a Rita spinoff, please? <laughs> that would be awesome. I want a Rita spinoff where she's like, she has the motorcycle and works at that bar that Sydney was doing the no the fucking like uh, bra contest. She's got to drive cross country because something happens in New York, and it it's all about her drive and who she meets. And all like the crazy shenanigans she gets in on the way. And it's a mixture of like one episode, she's a uh, uh, mirror buddy. One episode, she's <laughs> Every Rita. Ep- she's a different personality. Oh, that would be amazing. But she's got it. But she has to get cross country. So like she steals a motorcycle when she's Rita. Then she like joins a church group when she's Betsy. And like it's all about like every she kills episode. A camp. And she's Henry. <laughs> I, I would be into that. Kimberly. <laughs> Kill Kimberly. the Boy Scouts. <laughs> uh, one can only dream. It would be amazing. No Matt this episode. Yeah, no Matt. No Alan. Well, we can thank our lucky stars for that. One Bobby scene. And one Alicia scene. One Alicia. Okay, let's recap it all. New personality Rita is on the scene. Richard did hire Claire to seduce Jake and work for Jane. However, the affair is revealed. Joe and Richard break up for good, we think. Amanda, Billy, and Allison attend a conference where Billy poaches actress Julie Newmar from a competitor in an unethical way. (laughs) Billy gives a terrible keynote speech about ethics that totally kills... Amanda sleeps with Billy. Why? Jake and Jane make up. Jake asks Richard to go back into business with Jane. And Billy kisses and tells at the St. Dennis Club while 
Allison quits D&D. You think it was a good episode? You know, I think it's setting us up for hopefully some really explosive episodes at the end of the season. Um, I'm getting just really tired of some of these storylines. The whole ethics thing has kind of run its course for me. Yeah, Billy needs a Billy needs a hard fall. Yeah, he does. Nineties moments here are mine. Um, negatives, Ooh. just like giving somebody negatives, having negatives, you know, and and handing them over to somebody, sure. and 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 just physical racy photos. Today, that would be like a leaked online type sure. of thing. Like some my cloud was hacked. My cloud was hacked. They got all my titty pics, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got. Uh, there was a lot of indoor smoking in this yes, episode. Yes, there really was. So much indoor smoking, and Amanda's retractable uh, cell phone. The it's, antenna. It's new for the show, but uh, and it's late nineties new. Sure. But that's some old school shit. I have using the phrase period exclamation point. <laughs> like I totally remember saying that shit in like that's a middle phrase. school and high school. Yeah, like if you're trying to make a point to be like, uh, no, I said like I said that period exclamation point. Like to say like that's it. Never that was something. That. Um talk to the hand mannequins. <laughs> in Richard's office. <laughs> I swear, one of those mannequins was doing the talk to the hand pose. Um, referencing the 90s as the information age. Mm. And then having keys jingling in a door to signify like, someone's there. <laughs> like You wouldn't hear that now. You'd just hear that of the key card going in. Yep. Is that it? Mm, aside from Billy's corduroy vest and the kimono style dress that we already talked about. But right. yeah. Cool. All of these episodes have a lesson that we can take away and apply to our regular daily lives. What's your lesson, Jenny? I say don't talk about highly personal topics in very public settings. I mean, it worked out for Julie Newmar, but mm-hmm. I think that it's something that if you don't want people to know about your racy photos, which... We won't know how racy they are because we will never see them. Uh, I don't know why you talk about them in a room full of people that could potentially like ruin your career. True. True. How about you, Dan? My lesson is shitty speeches and being a dick get you everywhere. Oh, that's it. So make sure when you're tasked with giving a speech... With three minutes to prepare, it's terrible. And then be a dick to everybody and you're going to get raises and more opportunities. Nice. Now it's time for... Bitch of the Week! I'm a boss-ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss-ass bitch. All right, guys. Last episode, season four, episode 25, The Burning Couch. Um, Jenny, you said that Amanda was the bitch. And I said that Betsy was the bitch. 
And with a vote of 10 to 8, Amanda's the bitch. Oh. Jenny, you win. Why, thank you. You win. Not a lot of comments this week. Oh, you mean the last three weeks? Yeah. I think people are just like, screw this shit. Like, you jerks. We hate you. Sorry, guys. Nova writes, both were bitches, but I got to give my vote to that Tupperware-loving, dick-cutting, couch-burning fool, <laughs> Betsy. Emily says, definitely Amanda. Can't hate on Betsy. That's like hating on mental illness. And I seriously don't get what Amanda's endgame here was supposed to be. The only person on that show that's ever even remotely capable of keeping up with Amanda's bitchy personality and need for total domination is Peter. And she knows it. Um, It really feels like the writers made her break Peter's heart simply for a disgusting Amanda Billy inhabited by (laughs) ghosts, Brooke storyline and puke. I've seen all seven seasons, but can't remember how this plays out at all. I can just feel some disgusting dumpster sex scenes coming our way. Oh, I hope. Only instead of this time, only instead of timid, insecure Billy, we're going to get false bravado, shut up and kiss me style Billy. And that sounds horrible. I can't wait for this weird manic phase of Billy to wear off. I can't handle Andrew, Andrew Shue. Andrew Shue's bad acting coupled with acting confident. He's trying way too hard to be something he totally isn't. And it makes me cringe just hearing you guys retell it on the podcast. Love you guys. Can't wait for the next episode. Oh, love you too, Emily. Thank you so much for weighing in. And Sherry says, I'm going to go with Dan's choice as Betsy for Bitch of the Week in this episode. And the reason that is, is because Betsy tried to almost kill Michael by almost doing a Lorena Bobbitt on poor Michael. Now, that puts the C in crazy for me, hands down. And Betsy also burns the couch on fire after having sex on it with Michael. That was insane for sure. So Dan gets my vote for Betsy as the bitch of the week in the Smellrose Place episode for sure. And by the way, Dan and Jenny, I could not find the original song online heard at the beginning of the episode. But Dan, you might appreciate the song lyrics I wrote down for you. Ooh. And they go a little something like this. It's alive when you watch TV. It's alive when you see in me. What? It's alive when you say it's not exactly what you want to believe, but it's always true when they call you up for believing every word that they say to you. It's always true when they call you up for believing every word that they say. When I heard this song in this episode, the beginning, it sounds like a Counting Crows song. Anyway, just some information I thought you should know. And congratulations to you both on your new baby boy coming soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Seven weeks to go. Seven weeks. Ah. It's going down. It is going down. Um, Okay. Well, Jenny, since you won, who is your bitch for this week? My bitch is Claire. Claire, the home wrecker, Jane's employee, and Jake's one night stand. Um, Okay, you're coming in to ruin an entire relationship 
for $50? What? Is that what's <laughs> happening here? How do you Times know Richard? Hard. Are you like some Richard's lackey? What is it? What is in it for you? Like 50 bucks. You're doing some and you have to like have sex with a stranger. But it's Jake. I mean, I don't know. She's probably like, whatever, he's hot. It yeah, I'll do 50 bucks. It, just, it seems like a lot of time to invest into something for such a small amount of pay. And for what? It, it just, I just feel like she's a total bitch. And the, like to go to work for this person, I mean, it's one thing to get hired to do like a one night stand to kind of like screw somebody over and get 50 bucks, but to keep the charade going and like go to work every day and have to look at the face of the woman that you're screwing over and like pretending that you're helping her just to be paid $50 by her ex. Mm. It's just a really horrible thing to do and a horrible thing to do to a fellow woman. And um, I just think she's a total bitch for agreeing to it. All right. Fair enough. I'm going with Amanda Woodward this week. Okay. A couple reasons. The mostly being how, you know, how bitchy she is by just using her body to like position herself in the workplace. I think that that's really stupid. I also think that she's a bitch for pulling the rug up from under Amanda just because some uh, the big shot at D&D was like, take her off the speech and put Billy on. Not cool. Not cool at all. And not being able to believe Billy, not being able to believe Allison when she says, look, Allison has done nothing ever to for for to make us think and Amanda think that she would steal anything. You know? Yeah. Why would she steal these documents and who gains from the stolen documents? Clearly Billy. You know? You got to see through that shit Amanda. You're being a bitch. Well, guys, you tell us uh, weigh in on our Facebook group. If we overlooked somebody who you thought was way bitchier and you want to nominate someone else, let it be known. Let it, your opinion be heard and we will read it on the next show, hopefully within <laughs> the month. Seven to 90 days. <laughs> We're hoping. Um, so, Dan, this this was called, what was this called? Triumph of the Bill. Thank you. Okay. Um, what would you rename it? This is a terrible name. Triumph of the Bill? Like, it reminds me of like a bill in Congress. Like, yes, we've ha- we passed this bill. What a triumph. I guess the contract triumphed? I don't know. It's stupid. I'm renaming this one Sex Sellout. Oh, hey. What are you about you? I'm renaming this Morally Bankrupt. Cool. Morally. No rhyme this week. No, I was, I had a couple that were swimming around in my head. Like, what rhymes with keynote? I don't know. (laughs) The keynote that was the C note. (laughs) What? (laughs) See, that's why I didn't go with that. No. No. Um, Anyway, 
predictions. What do we think is going to happen in future episodes? At this point, Bobby has to die. <laughs> it's the Maybe only he way. goes down in a helicopter. Oh, the airplanes he's fixing? Maybe. I mean, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's the only way to leave the show. That would be great, actually. That would be a great way to send him off. He has to die. He was a failed airplane mechanic. He tried to fix a plane. He went up because mm-hmm. he was like helping a pilot or something, or like he was trying to pilot a place that plane himself. Goes down in the Malibu Hills, and that's it. Malibu Canyon. Jane and Richard are probably going to hook up again. Where are they going to work out of? Is he going to stop packing Design up? garage. He's going to work at the Designs Garage? <laughs> oh, man. No, Dan, I think he'll probably be like, uh, never mind. We're going to totally keep this office space. Yeah, come, come back um, to the office. Jane, come on back, okay? And then I'm going to hang tan and then go out on the ocean. Yeah. So I guess that's going to happen. They'll get. They'll hook up. And then maybe that'll put Jake back with Joe. Full reset. Full reset. Uh, um, what's Allison going to do for work? I have no idea. She's going to freelance. Free Like, right for who? That'll be so interesting. <laughs> K-Beacon. <laughs> K-Beacon is back. God, please come back, K. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Matt finds a new guy. Next episode, we're probably going to see the people we didn't see last time. Uh So more Matt, um, more Bobby. We're going to see Alicia hire Bobby back. That's going to happen. Rita's going to start wreaking havoc with Michael. And I think um, Billy, like I've said before, I am... I am predicting next episode, he gets promoted to president. Wow. He knocks Amanda out, but then Amanda has some weird leverage because she's like, but I slept with you, and it's going to (laughs) work. We'll see on the next one. Um, We got another Patreon supporter. Guys, thank you. Bethany, thank you so much. You're the bomb. You're the best. It's going to a good place. And we really appreciate your support. Yeah. You, Bethany, and then everybody else who All has been guys. supporting us for this whole time, even though we're not as consistent as we'd like to be with these episodes. Um, we really do appreciate your support and your patronage. And it pushes us to continue to do this because you guys actually care. Yep. For sure. Um, we did get a review. I saw. We got a review from Joe's grown-up baby. <laughs> what was his name? Texas? Austin. 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 Which is in Texas. It says, the title is Grainy Slow-Mo Replay of a 90... Oh, and it's cut off. I don't know. Here's what they said. Dan and Jenny are such wonderful guides, critics, and companions for this shamelessly guilty pleasure. Listening with them brings out many details that I missed before, and it's all as terrible amazing as the first time I watched it in junior high. Age inappropriate. Hashtag age inappropriate. I'm looking forward to the, re- to the recaps for season five, six, and seven. The last seasons weren't good, but neither was season one, and the podcast episodes for those were so good. 
Thank you so much for doing justice to this underappreciated masterpiece. Thank you, Joe's Grown Up Baby. Joe's Grown Up Baby, that was so kind of you to leave those words. And if you haven't left a review yet on Apple Podcasts or I guess anywhere else you can leave a review. Do it. We'd love it if you would do it. Yeah, that would be that was that would be awesome and they really, really help. Someone proposed in the Facebook group that I eat a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. I wanted to let everyone know that is not happening. I almost threw up when you said that to me. Yeah. But you know what? It's something that I think you would do on the Dan and Cody podcast. Yeah, maybe if you want to cross on <laughs> over, if you want a little more steady. That's the kind of that's on more on brand for you and Cody. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. I could be in the same room with you when you do that. I'm Ugh. very queasy these days. Also, if you are listening to the podcast and you're in the Facebook group, I got to remind you don't post spoilers. We don't know what happens. We, don't, we have no idea what happens after season four, episode 26. We have no idea. So if you post pictures of characters we haven't met yet or, or post a topic about like something that isn't from before season four, it's going to spoil it for us. But it's it won't okay. Be as fun. I mean, we. we no, had... it's not okay. That's what I'm saying. It's not okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Don't I'm, do I'm that. I'm the wrong message. I'm like, do whatever you want. No, do not do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah stop. Um, yeah, for real. Stop. <laughs> uh, you can check us out, melrosepod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at melrosepod. And, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash MelrosePod. Or leave us a review. Hit us up. Say hello. Join the group. We love smut. And we love you. (laughs) 